0: Welcome to the NBA Morning Deuce. It is Monday night, live. Getting ready to be Tuesday. You know what that means, Alex. We made it, baby. We We made made it. it. Even though we said we're like, we made it as if we've been waiting a long time. It just feels like we've been waiting forever, but we haven't. The season begins in earnest tonight, Tuesday night. We have a big episode to get through because... We are going to begin what I have been looking forward to, and I know you've been looking forward to, which is our nightly picks on basically any bet that we want, right? Any bet. And I've been looking forward to this because during the playoffs, I was killing it. And I have been sort of jonesing to become an absolute degenerate this NBA season (laughs) and continue to win a lot of money and help. Hopefully, the listeners win money, too, if they want to listen to me. We'll see. I guess I'll probably have to build that reputation back up of being an absolute killer with my picks.
1: You should also take the time now to excuse yourself of any liability, mm-hmm. just so nobody tries to sue you if they uh, if they blow 50 grand on the what on that, picks. Why what, would what, that, that? There's crazier, crazier lawsuits out there. Just saying.
0: Okay, I, I, sure. Um, I, it's not even... Okay, anyways. Uh, um, so... Yeah, so tonight, opening night, Lakers, Clippers, Nets, Warriors. At the end of the show, we're going to be making our picks. We're going to be doing all that. Uh, We are going to do our award predictions for the season. Since the season starts today, we are going to pick all the awards. Most improved player, six-man of the year. um, Depoy. Depoy, coach of the year, rookie of the year, MVP. Uh, we're going to be using the the old, the old good old Bovada sportsbook odds that we tend to use on this show. So that'll be – we'll take a look at those. We'll pick – we can make some picks off of those odds too. But I also have – for a couple of the awards, I have some guys or at least one guy for a couple of the awards that's not on the board. So that could – I don't know how that works in terms of betting on somebody like that. But maybe there's some value there too. Um, so – that's that we'll get to that. But first, as we always do, we're going to start the show off with some headlines from Monday. And I would say the biggest headline, which is multiple headlines from the day, was the 2017 draft class deadline was 6 p.m. Monday to get to sign their rookie extensions. Uh, it, so they don't become restricted free agents after this season. That's like the extensions that we are already seen. Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, Bam Adebayo, and De'Aaron Fox sign. Everybody else was still eligible in that draft class. We saw a bunch of guys sign them. Some guys didn't. Um, I think a lot of people are like, what the hell is happening? Because it all happened at once, like right around the deadline. Mm -hmm. Um, So we can start – I would say let's start here with um, the – this is the list of rookie contracts that were signed, the 2017 draft classes uh, contracts that have been signed. Okay. And obviously it starts here, this list, for the people who are just listening, this list that I have up. The first four are the guys I've mentioned, Don- Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, Bam Adebayo, and Darren Fox, who all signed the max rookie extension. Then today we have Jonathan Isaac signs a four-year $80 million extension. Derek White from the Sp- with the Magic, Derek White from the Spurs, four year seventy three million dollar extension, OG Ananobi, four year seventy two million dollar extension, Luke Kennard who has yet to play a regular season game for the Los Angeles Clippers, a four year, it says fifty six million but he gets another eight million in incentives so they've been reporting it as a sixty four million dollar extension, and. Markel Fultz, this is the one that you you texted me about that shocked you and I think shocked a lot of people, three-year, $50 million extension. And obviously the last guy on that list there we've already discussed on the show, Kyle Kuzma, three years, $40 million, which, by the way, after what happened today, that contract, which I said yesterday might end up being the best contract in the NBA, now looks even better after seeing some of these.
1: Yeah. I mean, my first thought. When I saw all this stuff, I saw Fultz three years fifty million, and my first thought was, What is Kyle Kuzma's agent? What was he doing? How do you not get as much as Markel Foltz? I don't understand it. Um I like most of these deals. Is there any that you were just like, What what the hell's going on here?
0: Well, I will say Fultz has a Fultz is, is more team friendly because the third year is a team option. Um Kuzma's is a player option. Mm-hmm. So there's a good chance that he only goes if if he keeps progress if he progresses he's it's only going to be a two-year deal really uh well the jonathan isaac one is fascinating to me because he he's out for the year he's not playing this year he tore his acl in the bubble and he will not be playing this season so they are banking on the fact that as we've mentioned many times on the show modern medicine is just unbelievable and that he'll be back from full strength but it was a pretty bad acl tear and who knows what he comes back as um the fact that they locked that they gave him and marco fultz 130 million dollars uh the magic it's it, it's it's just it's sort all of these strike me sort of as well ex- except for the canard one the canard one we'll talk about separately but isaac Derek white OG Ananobi, and fultz They strike me as what is the part of you know the downfall of these more mediocre teams in the NBA. You know, they're not going to get big, big time free agents, and if they see any type of upside in the guys that they sign or draft, they're going to overpay to keep them because they went and took a chance on them. Right. So now, twenty million dollars a year for a guy like Jonathan Isaac under normal circumstances i'd be okay with that because i think his upside is crazy like he has a chance to be an an all nba defender and he's he was developing as an offensive player but he just tore his acl so who knows i mean all, all by all accounts that will be a decent contract but because it, they're not paying him until next year so it's not like they're paying him 20 million to sit on the bench so mm-hmm. hypothetically he's getting 20 million a year once he's healthy we'll see so that's not a bad one the Fultz one, I just it's like, what's what's that like? Seventeen million a year, just about sixteen and a half million a year, and they just drafted a point guard mm-hmm. who might be better than him. So I mean, it's team just options.
1: Nice. I'm with you though. It's
0: sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's very tradable.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's a, it's going to end up. These are all tradable deals, which is part of what strikes me about all of them. It's like, but like the Derek White thing is Derek White's been good. He's been good for the Spurs. He's had f- flashes of being great for the Spurs. But aren't, isn't DeJounte Murray your future? Um, and isn't Lonnie Walker your other, f- like those two guys have way more upside than Derek White. But none of these contracts are crazy. Mm-hmm. Like the most anybody's getting paid in these deals is $20 million a year, Jonathan Isaac, which is a decent amount. But in today's NBA, it's not crazy. This is probably just what the market is. Um, You know, OG Ananobi, I was not surprised that this happened. They just don't have a ton of options, the the Raptors. So none of this. The Luke Kennard one is the one that I just, I I guess for what he brings to the table. But the Luke Kennard one more sticks out to me because of just what they're doing. That place is, I mean.
1: Weird. They're doing some weird stuff. Dude,
0: dude. Marcus Morris and Luke Kennard are going to be making a $32 million a year combined for the next like three or four years that's not a championship recipe no I don't think
1: and the fact that he hasn't played a game for them like you definitely you have no clue whether he fits I mean you can be as confident as you want like on paper but he hasn't played a game for them um I agree that one stuck out Fultz, like I said was a little bit shocking but Nothing was, like, egregious, as you said. I actually think it had a lot to do with the point you made on yesterday's episode where, you know, guys are evaluating the people on their team, like, higher. They see them in the building every day. Um, I think a bunch of these are slightly above market value. Um, But maybe, like, you're you're paying guys for what you think they're going to do during the contract, not for what they've done. So, you know, they probably, these GMs, they see – Okay, Markel Fultz, we see him working his ass off, ass off every day. This could be a real upside contract if he turns things around like um all these contracts are based on upside for me and um, I could see one or two of them working out, you know, like one of these we could be like holy shit in 3 years this is a fantastic contract. Jonathan Isaac I think is the most likely of that he comes back totally. Yeah, well Kuzma, I mean we talked about it. the Kuzma deal is insane. Like Yeah. For him not to be making the same as at least Markel Fultz is nuts to me.
0: I would say the thing that stuck out to me more uh, from the deadline is less the guys who got deals and more the guys who are not signing deals, which is Lonzo Ball, John Collins, Larry Markinen, and Jared Allen are the notable ones that now, after this season, will become restricted free agents. Uh, It's really interesting because, you know, like— that means that the Hawks had no intention of giving John Collins a max. He wanted a max. He's the most interesting one. Mm-hmm. Some t- if he keeps putting up the same type of numbers that he put up with the Hawks these the last couple seasons, somebody will offer him a max deal next offseason. He will be one of the biggest free agents now that basically everyone's off the table. He will be a big, big-time free agent. Someone will offer him a max. Obviously, the Hawks will have the, the first right to match it. He's the first one. Um... I don't know what the offer was. It seems like Larry Martinin and the Bulls from what I read were, were far apart. Uh, I think it's I, I don't I, I, I don't like that he's not signing an extension because I think he is he is susceptible to his value dropping off big time this mm-hmm. year because Kobe White and Zach Levine are going could potentially be the studs for that team. Patrick Williams, they just, they're just they going to play him a lot. He just got drafted fourth overall. You could really lose a lot of your potential usage, and that's what they're going to use to decide whether you deserve a big extension or not. So I don't know what they were offering, so it's hard for me to say whether he should have taken it or not. But he's the one that concerns me. Um, I don't necessarily see Lonzo, his value going up immensely unless he really starts to shoot the shit out of the ball. Um, and then the Jared Allen thing is weird, too, because, you know, does he end up losing minutes to, to DeAndre? Like, does he end up not playing a ton because of DeAndre Jordan and Kyrie and Kevin Durant? Do they want to play with DeAndre? You know, I I don't know. Like, I, but, again, I, I don't know what these guys got offered, so right. it's hard to say. I mean,
1: there's not – I guess the only downside is, like, pissing a guy off because, you know, you you can match whatever – you. This allows a team, when a guy goes into restricted free agency and then you see what the market is for him and you can always match. But, you know, Jared Allen could be like, what the hell, man? Like, I've been playing really solid here. Why can't I get, why do I have to wait this long for a deal, you know, putting
0: myself at risk of injury? Um, Well, it sounds like like these guys in particular um, chose not to sign. Right. Because they weren't getting what they
1: were offered. Yeah. Right. Um, So... Let me or or
0: or I think Lonzo may actually be more like betting on himself type of thing. Right. Like I don't know that he. I can't imagine he thinks he deserves a max. But maybe he thinks with oh, Zion. I hope not. Right. I'm saying, would, but maybe yeah. he thinks like with Zion and be and bringing Ingram and having a full season in this system that he could play his way into being like a max point guard or mm-hmm. at least more than what he's getting offered, which I'm sure can't can't be a, a ton. Yeah. At this point.
1: Let me pose So, say Larry Markkinen was offered the same contract as Jonathan Isaac, four years, eighty million. He probably should have taken that, right? Like that's that seems like a pretty fair
0: it, offer. I, I can't. I don't understand how you couldn't. Like it's mind blowing to me. But like, you know, the the Tatum, Bam, Donovan, and uh, Darren Fox got what five years, one sixty three. So that's thirty something a year. So there's a difference of fifteen thirteen to fifteen million or something like that between what marketing and in, so like John Collins let's say John Collins got offered even the John Collins might have what if he got offered like he might have gotten offered like the Stephen Adams deal, which was four years a hundred million so twenty five million a year mm-hmm. Man, you know I just can't that's imagine. a that's a, almost a ten million dollar difference um and they I just believe. can't uh-huh. with
1: everything going on in the world. I can't imagine turning a deal like that down, with all the uncertainty out there.
0: You know, if
1: you can John get... Collins
0: is the only one that I understand, right. because the numbers and the upside, someone's going to give him a max deal in in a in a year next year where the only potential big time free agent at this point is Kawhi, like big, mm-hmm. big, big. If he opts out and decides to leave. Um, everyone else has signed their extensions. Like all the guys that we thought might be big time for agents next year, it, does, it looks like they're off the board. Mm-hmm. So it's like John. It's you know John Collins could be, especially if they make the leap that people think they make, and they, maybe they make it to the playoffs as a seven or eight seed, and he has a good playoff series on a national stage. Someone's giving him max money. The rest wow. of these guys, no. I, and and Mark in particular, I just I don't think he's ever going to be a. I don't think he's a max player he might have he might he could blow up and get max money by somebody who's desperate but i just don't see it happening for him in a minute. they're going to be they're not going to be great this year they're just not i mean they're going to be fun and they're going to score points and all that but they're still rebuilding man mm-hmm. so i don't see a scenario where he sh- he looks that much better this year that he's going to get more than the Isaac deal maybe a tiny bit more just cuz he has a skill set
1: yeah, I mean, it definitely depends if he's healthy. I, I think he's a superior player to Jonathan Isaac, and I'm not down on Jonathan Isaac. You just know how high I am on Larry Markkinen. Um, so, like, I get him betting on himself. I mean, he may think he is like on the same level as, like, he might like he might think you know if I was in the right situation I could be Jason Tatum. You know, like he might be like that confident in himself. But again, just if you if you Shred your knee. I hope these guys can take out an insurance policy that allows them to like kind of hedge, but
0: it doesn't matter, I guess, right? It doesn't. Jonathan Isaac literally just tore his ACL a couple months ago and got a four year, $80 million deal. So that's insane. Um, yeah, so I guess they don't, they see how it is, right? Guys get deals off injuries, unless it's a career ending injury, which, yeah, seemingly like doesn't happen, yeah, pretty rare, you know, not anymore. Like it, it would. It'd have to be something drastic and off the court to be career-ending at this point because we, every, even the most devastating injuries we've seen on the court now, everybody comes back mm-hmm. and pretty much seem, they come back pretty healthy unless you're like a big guy who's not, you know, like a boogie who just keeps re-injuring himself, which I'm sure has a lot to do with his size. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens with these guys, but I, I don't know. It's, it's a risk from the other three. Mm-hmm. John well, Collins, be- I think, will get... This will be
1: a cool list for guys that bet on themselves to track this year. uh...
0: I mean, look, Jared Allen also could potentially be the starting center on a championship team. Mm -hmm. So he might be betting on that. Right. You know, Lonzo and Markinen no. You know, they're both going to want the Bulls are not making the playoffs. The Pelicans are a borderline playoff team. Jared Allen does have a chance to potentially be Tristan Thompson. Right. And Mm. be a starting five on a championship level team and get cash out because of that. So that's maybe what he's thinking. Yeah. So, um, all right, a couple more headlines before we get to our award picks for this season, our, our award predictions, uh, the Bucks. So the league f- found the bucks were tampering in the Bogdanovich thing. For those who weren't totally up on it, I guess they were in communication with Bogdanovich on potentially signing a deal Before they were allowed to be in communication with him and before they even had a sign and trade in place, which led to them not being able to sign and trade for him. And the league found that it was tampering and their punishment is they lose a 2022 second round pick. Brutal, right? the The league said that part of the reason for the punishment was that they were cooperative in the investigation and all that. But I mean, God, I mean, it's shit. just the
1: definition of a slap on the wrist. Like, like, it's right. not going to deter people from tampering if that's all. This well, is the only penalty, yeah.
0: And my main and my biggest takeaway from this was like we were talking about the Kawhi, the potential Kawhi tampering thing with the with Jerry West and that guy. And it's like, if the Bucks lost a twenty twenty two second round pick, then what's the worst that the clip that the Clippers could lose? Like a first round pick. Yeah. And even then, like we Worth said, it. Bomber and those guys, they don't give a shit. Yeah. They don't care.
1: It's weird. It's just the definition of a punishment is to deter, you know, in the future. This
0: isn't deterring anybody. Yeah, it, it's it, it's weak by the league. Now it wasn't like the worst thing in the world, and plus we, like we said, we know that tampering's going on. Mm-hmm. But it just it, it just does go speak to the fact that like, for just get rid of the tampering rules. Yeah, just let people tamper. like just stop. You know, it, it becomes a bigger thing because the rule exists, even though it happens. Mm -hmm. and i guess it's a way of trying to deter like the bigger teams and bigger markets and more powerful people from influencing the game right but this is the milwaukee bucks yeah like the first team that gets punished for tampering is the bucks like of all the teams like it's Mm -hmm. these are the teams that you're this these are the small market type teams that as a league you're trying to help be competitive if anything it's like Make the tampering rules for the Lakers and the Knicks, or not the Knicks, or fuck the Knicks, but like the big teams, and let the small teams tamper so they have a chance to be successful.
1: Yeah, I'm. Down. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it'd be really interesting to try to make that list up,
0: who's allowed to tamper and
1: who's not. But I mean, I so think we, there's we, probably we like six. Shot.
0: I think there's like six or seven teams that you're like you're not allowed to tamper, and everybody else <laughs> do your thing. <laughs> yeah, just try to be competitive. Just do what you can to be competitive. Um, all right. Last headline for the day is. According to Ira Winderman Great of the game. Sun Sentinel, who is a who's been covering the Heat down here forever, and also Brian Windhorse, but Windhorse reported it later. Although, of course, as it tends to happen, the national guy gets the headlines and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. The Heat, Miami Heat, no longer engaged in talks for James Harden, um, and obviously, a lot of the people down here are now talking about it, and details are coming out. It just sounds like. Um, the Rockets were asking for everything. Like it I, I saw one guy that is with one of these local outlets down here talking about that they were asking for like seven players. Six or seven. Like that they wanted like Hero, Duncan, Kendrick Nunn, KZ Akpala, and then Igadala and Kelly Olinick to make the money work. Like that they just wanted to gut the whole team. It's insane.
1: Houston can't even fit all those guys on the roster. Like
0: right. and and that's not and that's before the draft comp potential draft compensation. Yeah. So Maybe
1: they are bungling this out of control. I mean, this deal should be done. This is crazy to me.
0: Now, it's also worth noting for Heat fans that are like, oh, okay, I really wanted James Harden. The Heat were also very much involved in Jimmy Butler from Minnesota, talking to Minnesota before he got traded to the Sixers. Like, basically the day before he got traded to the Sixers, the Heat were still talking to Minnesota and then decided now is not the time. And then eventually they landed Jimmy Butler uh, after everything happened in Philly. So this doesn't necessarily mean that Hardy landed
1: Jimmy Butler for a much smaller price. Right, exactly. So So
0: it doesn't necessarily mean that he's not going to end up there. It just means that right now he's like, come on. Pat Riley's like, yeah, I'm not losing this trade. Like, you don't have the leverage. I'm not gutting my entire roster for James Harden. Now, there are some people who are like, okay. There, are, there really are people that I've seen down here that are just like, "Hey, none of those guys is ever gonna be a star, so trade them all for a star." I understand that thought process too.
1: I don't, not when you were two games away from a title last year. It's insane. I don't know. I,
0: don't know. I mean, I, I, I get, I get the thought process though. I think the point is that they're saying like, all of those guys that I mentioned are replaceable. It's hard to replace a Hall of Famer.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would just I would just argue that, I mean, they're replaceable, but you don't know if the replacements are going to fit together as well as that team did.
0: But That's true. Uh, That's yeah. true. But it, it's just, I don't know. Um, I will say they, James Harden had media availability to, again today, and yeah. he was asked, like, how are you feeling about your situation now that you've been back with the team for a little bit and whatever, and he just said, next question. Did not answer. Pretty telling. Okay. So and they and they're saying like look they the, the all the reports are that the rockets are being aggressive and they're keeping him in the loop on everybody and on all the teams so it's good they i was also help. reading about your team that that uh, uh, one of the uh, outlets that i was reading about it was it was also this south florida outlet that not the one that windermans with but another one saying that ben simmons has been offered in certain situation like certain deal like that they've discussed different Iterations, and that Ben Simmons has been offered in some and not in others, and that Houston, I guess, is done with the Maury mind games for now and focusing on other options. Which sounds like if it's not the Heat, the only other option sounds like Brooklyn because that that local guy from Houston is the only guy so far who's mentioned the Celtics and the Raptors. No one else is talking about them, and I haven't seen it anywhere, so I don't know that they're Farbod. No, 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 no. no. Farbod was the one who said that. They were working to get him to Miami or Brooklyn by oh, the okay, season, okay, gotcha. which, you know, again, obviously we're doing this live right now, so that could pop at any moment if it actually is going to happen. Mm-hmm. It was the local Houston guy who said that the Celtics and the Raptors were becoming front runners, but no one else, it didn't get picked up anywhere else other than just going viral because he said it and he's a local guy for mm-hmm. a local ESPN affiliate, but not overly surprising here good i mean the heat are going to stay the course there are a lot of heat fans who are i i know are happy about this tyler hero tyler hero became a beloved figure very quickly in south florida like yeah people as much as they would be as much as if they got james harden and they still could down the line like i think what have you done for me lately will would kick in and once harden comes in and drops 50 and they go deep in the playoffs people would be like okay we get yeah. But it, the immediate would be, damn, man, Tyler was what what could have been with Tyler. People love that guy down here. Yeah, I believe it. That's
1: was a special run, man. I mean, that's yeah. a, probably as, about as great a season can end without a championship if you're the Heat. Like they, oh, sure. it's they Well, it, it was the best.
0: Wasn't it the best? Wouldn't you say? Didn't we say? I think we talked about it. Like, best ever championship run. But best ever run to a championship without winning a championship.
1: Yeah. I don't even think yet. Yeah, they just stomped through the East. As well, they are a 5C. Yeah. They
0: didn't really have a true top 10 player until Jimmy Butler sort of played his way into being a top 10 player in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's a player, even a Heat fan, that would, uh, would readily say that before the playoffs they thought Jimmy Butler was a top 10 player in the NBA. And now mm-hmm. now I don't think you could find somebody who would tell you he wasn't, except right. for ESPN's top 100. <laughs> and they had him, like, like 12th. So... Um, all right, let's do our picks. Let's do our um, predictions. Uh, I get I, I put picks here. I guess we could call it picks, Not Picks, right? Predictions. It is more of a prediction, but because we'll, picks would be like a, as if they had already played, right? Um, what do you mean? No, I mean picks like, would be pick, like if
1: we were betting on them.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, we'll start with six man of the year. Um, I got the odds up here from Bovada on the screen. Um, do you want to start? Do you have I'll, a pick? i start because
1: have- my boy is not on here. And it's a curveball. I'm going Karis LeVert. Steve Nash had some quotes that, that he could see him in that role. So it's not even guaranteed that he's going to be a six-man. I think he falls into that role. And Karis LeVert is my pick for six-man of the year.
0: Yeah, it, but he's not – so he's not starting? he might
1: start the season start. You know what I mean? I just, mm-hmm. Steve Nash, I, I was Googling up on it cause I wasn't totally sure how it was going to work, but Steve Nash actually said the word six man of the year and Karis Levert in the same sentence. He was talking about that as a possible role that he sees for him. Interesting.
0: Joe? Um, I mean, that's a good one. I actually think in terms of w- looking at the screen and looking at the odds, um, I, I think Spencer Dinwiddie at plus a thousand is good value. Uh, yeah. Considering he will be the backup point guard and, um, Kyrie Irving is going to probably sit games and he'll get random injuries. So there's going to be a lot of situations where Dinwiddie gets spot starts, but he right. will still be considered six man cause he won't start enough games. So he could potentially be, and I think Dinwiddie's probably playing for his next contract. He's still yeah. on a pretty small contract and I got to imagine he's going to want to start at some point in his career, like be the regular starter somewhere. Yeah. So that's a good value. I also think montrez at 2000 is insane value yeah he's gonna be i mean mark gasol is not gonna be playing more than 15 20 minutes a game but gasol is gonna start at least in the beginning
1: that's what i was gonna ask is is trez definitely coming off the bench you think
0: he was not preseason? you know when everyone was healthy and played the starting mark gasol is in the starting lineup also yeah i mean i don't see why you wouldn't gasol as the game goes on i mean he's not like your spark You know, he's the guy you start the game with, um, veteran, intelligent, all that stuff. I just... Not that Trez isn't. I just... Trez is is shown what he is as he comes off the bench and he just fucking spark plug. Yeah. Right? And now, he's on a championship team. So, I don't see how his odds fall so much other than the fact that this team is more loaded than the team he came from. Right. But he's going to play the same role. He's just on a better team. Yeah. So... Um, you know, it look, if I had to make a pick here, Lou Will at plus four fifty is sort of an obvious one mm-hmm. because he's still gonna he's probably gonna average twenty a game off the bench. So, you know, it it would be hard to say. The my my I had mine that's not on the that's not listed here. At least I didn't see it. And tell me if I'm missing it. It's whoever I guess probably because they don't know either. It's whoever is the sixth man for Denver. So. In their last game, Will Barton started and Michael Porter Jr. came off the bench. If Michael Porter Jr. comes off the bench, I'm picking he's, Michael Porter Jr. Right. I will um, say that
1: is not an official pick. Do you have an official pick? Because I need an official. My I, official I,
0: pick I, is Trez. I think Trez bet okay. goes back to back. Okay. And I, I just he's in such a good situation. Yeah. I think he's his numbers will be just as good, if not better, and it'll be more impactful because he's going to be on a better team. I will and say, he's also playing for his next contract because he signed a small deal.
1: Mm-hmm. I will say, you've got to be pretty nuts to actually bet on this, be- unless it's Lou Williams. But, like, a lot of these guys, an injury forces them into the starting lot. Like, some of these guys could play out of their mind, but as starters because of an injury somewhere down the road. You know, like, it's not even guaranteed that one of these guys is going to be eligible, you know? Right, so. yeah,
0: these first two awards are really tough. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're so, like, shots yeah. in the dark, so. Right, Six man. so the next one is most improved player, which is another one that's just like, it's oh, what just happened? Um, all right. I is. just Here just lost all the props. Um. All right. Well, I'll start with my guy who's not on the board, while I try to pull these back up. Okay. Um. For most improved player, Marcus Smart. Really? Uh,
1: wow. Wow. Why are you so surprised? I don't know. I mean, he's just all. That's just. An, not older player, but he's been in the league a while. I feel like most improved is like a second, third, fourth year guy, normally. Um, well, to me.
0: I think he's gonna he's gonna enter the starting line. He played incredible in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. If he can carry that over into the regular season, um, and then he's in the starting lineup now. He has to replace the production of Gordon Hayward. He averaged twelve points a game last year. Yeah. So
1: that's, a, that's a very interesting pick. I wonder who the oldest, most improved player is. Of all
0: time. Uh,
1: I'll track that.
0: Then. I'll find that for the next episode. Dude, I, so, I don't know what is happening on Bovada's website right now, but like, it seems like maybe they're adjusting on the fly. Really?
1: Update because, live updates?
0: Because all of these, these award picks are just not on the site anymore. That kind of messes up uh, our picks episode. No?
1: Well, it happens. Um, I am going Kobe White for most improved player. Um, I, I just think the number. I think he's going to put up huge number this this year. I, I've been on record saying Bulls are going to surprise some people this year. Could be totally wrong, but if they surprise people, that means Kobe White's having a good, a really good year. So that's my pick. I think he was like plus four thousand, maybe, or is that I think plus four thousand? Again, this award is a total shot in the dark. Probably shouldn't bet on this for more than five bucks. But uh, that's what I'm going with.
0: Yeah, that's true. Also, I was um thinking that like the, the award voters got a lot of heat last year because of the Devontae Graham thing. So I could definitely see it going to someone from a small market team that didn't necessarily get as much attention because of how much heat they got for him. I don't even think he was in the top three in voting. And he was clearly the most improved player in the NBA last year. Yeah. Like, I don't even think it's particularly close – you know when you look at an undrafted guy going from like like five points a game to seventeen and eight or whatever he did. Yeah, that's kind so of I could nice. definitely see that. Um, well, man, th- this is actually really frustrating that the odds got pulled for some reason at the last second. But we'll, I guess we'll just move on and make picks. Yeah, without yeah. the odds. Um, Coach of the year. Now for this one, um. I think, actually, there were two value picks when they go back. I'm sure they'll go back up soon. Um, Taylor Jenkins at plus 5,000, the coach of the Grizzlies. Mm -hmm. And Scotty Brooks, who was at plus 5,000, is now at plus 4,500. That is good value. Is is a value pick, too. My pick for Coach of the Year is Eric Spolstra.
1: Ooh, same here. I I thought I was going to. I thought I was going to surprise you. I think that's him.
0: actually an obvious one, and and also a value one, because I think he was like fourth or fifth, because he mm-hmm. always gets disrespected. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, the, I th- if the Heat, after the run they made last year, if they finish in the top two or three in the East, mm-hmm. I don't see how he doesn't get it. I think I said on an earlier
1: episode that the Heat could be the number one seed in the East. If that happens, he's getting coach of the year. So uh, Well, sure. Yeah.
0: Now, uh, I w- Frank Vogel will probably be in the running, but... It'll hurt him, obviously, just the product of being LeBron's coach. That'll hurt. Right. It's almost expected, um, you know. Rick Carlisle was second in the odds. Oh, God, I wish I could pull it up. Rick Carlisle was second. Unfortunately for Rick Carlisle, as I think he's one of the best coaches in the NBA, and I think he's probably one of the most underrated coaches that in this like generation of the NBA. Yeah. In recent history. Um oh, sorry, didn't mean to do that. Um, but he's going to fall into this situation that happens with LeBron's coaches, which is if mm-hmm. Dallas does what they're supposed to do this year, Luka's going to get the credit. He, Rick Carlisle won't get the credit. Yeah, Rick Carl- I mean, The expectations for that team in terms of their improvement is so high because of Luka that I think Rick, betting on Luke, Rick Carlisle to be coach of the year is a bad bet because of – I think you're going to find that the Luka thing is going to be like the LeBron thing. His coaches just won't get the credit that they deserve. Yeah.
1: Dude, Rick Carlisle is super underrated. Like, if you put Rick Carlisle's resume up against Doc Rivers, it's, like, not even, you know. And I think the casual fan would say Doc Rivers is the better coach just because he's probably more prominent and stuff.
0: But Yeah, I mean, Rick Carlisle. And the thing with Rick is even back to when they had Dirk, they always had Dirk. But everything else, it was always like a revolving door. Mm Mm-hmm. And they always had like some of like J.J. Barea, who they just waved, which was like a very, he had like an emotional press conference. It was pretty interesting. Kind of went under the radar. He's gone. He's not on that team for the first time in forever. Um, but, you know, it was always a revolving door. And he's he's one of those guys who it has a fascinating ability to just plug and play. And it's kind of like what Spolstra has done a, a little bit in Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, but Carlisle's always just made it work every year. He has this one guy that they've you know, they went through a little bit of a transition, but he had Dirk and now he has Luca and then everything else, it's just like figure it out. Figure it out. Um, but I I wouldn't pick him for a coach of the year pick just because I, you know, I think Luca's gonna get the credit there. So Sp- Spo is my pick. Um, but I do think Taylor Jenkins and Memphis, I think they're gonna be good. And if they if they like creep into the eighth seed or the seventh seed, these gonna get a lot of looks. Yeah. He, he get like the honestly. Billy,
1: he should have gotten looks last year. He's going like to get the Billy team.
0: Donovan looks like last mm-hmm. year, where they were good and no one thought they would be good. Yeah, um, but again, it's one of those things where if you're not in the top half of your conference, you probably don't get this award. Yeah, uh, defensive player of the year. This one actually, I think <clears throat> there's only a few guys, right, and it's the same guys every year: Giannis, AD, Rudy Gobert, and then my my I guess, my value guy, who I. I don't have the odds now, but I think he's like plus four thousand right now. Is Draymond? That's your pick? No, no, no. I'm just saying okay. he's a value pick. My pick is I can't not pick Rudy Gobert, eighty or Giannis. I just I'm deciding between those three. I just don't know.
1: Right, I I went with Draymond. Um,
0: just I just I don't mean, know how healthy the I, value I don't know, pick, I don't yeah. Know. Yeah, I just think that it's a value. Is- it's a good value because mm-hmm. it the, the odds are still. He didn't. I mean, we don't know what that team's gonna be, but plus I four thousand is good value.
1: I think um, that, I mean, obviously that team has such a chip on its shoulder. I think they're going to play really well. And I think Draymond is going to be very vocal about how good they are. You know, I feel like for some, there's always seems to be lobbying for Defensive Player of the Year. Like, Simmons and Embiid have always said, like, I want to win Defensive Player of the Year, you know. Um, LeBron's talked about wanting to win it. Like, I feel like it's an award that gets lobbied for, and I could see Draymond doing that a lot this year.
0: I'm glad you brought up Simmons um, because I think that if the the th- um it, oh Calvin actually said in my opinion Monty Williams has a chance over the next few years that's actually a really good one yeah I like that I didn't really take that into account but getting Chris Chris Paul they're gonna win a lot of games in regular season mm-hmm. I guess the problem with them is is that they won't be high enough in the West
1: so they'd have to if they could like get the five seed or something nuts four yeah, seed I think yeah. you have to
0: if they if they could somehow get a top four seed. In the West, Monty Williams definitely has a shot. That yeah. that's a really good one, actually. And and in terms of most improved player, the best odds right now is DeAndre Ayton. He's plus eight hundred to win definitely it.
1: Definitely possible. Definitely yeah.
0: possible. So Calvin, good good call. I mean, that's that's actually a really good one. Um and so for defensive player of the year, I was actually gonna mention Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, but they right now are both at plus one thousand. I saw that. So I mean, they split sort of the vote. Who do voters think is more important for that team? But I do think they're going to win a lot of regular season games. Doc's a good coach in the regular season. They are talented, mm-hmm. so one of those guys could be in the running. But I just—it's one of those things where they'll probably split.
1: That's true. Like if the Sixers have an unbelievable year on defense, it is going to be hard to parse apart who is the better defensive player on this. I mean, they're both Ben Simmons, is an outstanding defensive player, but so is Joel Embiid. Um,
0: so the I reason think- why I would lean. Simmons is because he's going to be guarding the best player every night.
1: Yeah. And probably move it. Yeah, exactly. He'll be moving around depending if it's a, you know, a great wing or a great stretch for, he'll be moving around.
0: But that being said, like, you know, the, th- the, the three favorites, Anthony Davis, Rudy Gobert and Giannis are not necessarily guarding the best player every night. Right. They're rim so, protectors. yeah. So I guess it's, it's pot. is, he's about as close to like as a rim protector he's one of the better rim protectors in the league. Oh yeah. If he's
1: healthy, he's, he's, but again,
0: I think Ben Simmons is always going to get the credit because he is such a good wing defender and he's going to be guarding the top guys. So if Mm -hmm. he has some, uh, he has good stretches, he'll my pick, my pick. So you're picking Draymond.
1: Yeah. I'm picking Draymond as a, but considering the odds, you know, like as a value pick, not just, you know,
0: yeah. Um, man, I mean, gun
1: to my head it'd probably go bare, you know, like if I have to pick the winner. But I think I'm,
0: I'm gonna go with Anthony Davis. no. <laughs> oh
1: you have to you're supposed to have these down, Joey. I mean
0: I but I couldn't figure it out. It's this, this defensive player of the year is probably the toughest one. Yeah. Um I'll go Anthony Davis. Okay. I think he should have got it last year. And mm-hmm. they're gonna be great again. So I mean And they lost some of their better defensive players, so if their defense is going to be great again, it's going to be even more on him. And I I bet LeBron probably sits a little more than he did last year, so AD will get a little more spotlight. Not that he needs a ton more, but yeah, I'll go AD. Uh, Rookie of the Year, tough one also, because this class is so random. We don't know Mm -hmm. who's going to step up. I just based off of what I've seen in the preseason, I'm going to go with the kid from Cleveland, really? Isaac Okoro. Nice. Okay. I think that's he looked cool. really good in the preseason.
1: He really has, and he just looks—he's big. He just looks like NBA ready. Uh, mine might surprise you. I'm going to go James Wiseman, and I think it's because they—they're going to need him. Um. And I, I just—I really—I think the Warriors have have another a run left in them. And uh, if he's a contributor on one of the best teams in the West, I think he could get it.
0: Anything is possible. <laughs> I haven't seen him play yet. I can't pick okay. a guy who I haven't seen playing an NBA game yet. Yeah. I'm going solely off of what I've seen in the preseason. And akaro in every game I've seen him play looks really good. Patrick Williams has looked comfortable, too. I just don't think his numbers will be good. I think on a shitty Cleveland team, akaro's going to have a chance to put up solid numbers. Yeah. I think Patrick Williams is going to be up and down. LaMelo I don't think will score enough consistently even though he's going to be very good and exciting. So he'll be in the conversation if he can get into the if they end up putting him in the starting lineup. Obi top another guy who eventually I think plays his way into the starting lineup and could put up numbers. Um but I think from the start of the year Isaac Okoro is a guy who's going to play huge minutes for that team and get num- like next to Drummond, he'll be probably one of their leading scorers. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I guess he, Colin Sexton didn't play a ton in the preseason. We'll see that how that impacts him. I mean, like Killian Hayes has been starting for Detroit, but Derek Rose is still there. Um, the kid in Sacramento, Tyrese Halliburton. You know, I will say this: after watching Anthony Edwards last game in Minnesota, he looked like he, he could be decent, and he's going to get a lot of opportunity. So he could be the guy too, but. Off of the little bit that I've seen all of them play in the preseason, I'm going to go with Okoro.
1: Fair. We did not – met the super sleeper here is Bull Bull, which we had a whole, oh, yeah, a whole right. episode on the Technically, I
0: guess. But he didn't that's play. They didn't even play him in the preseason. I oh, know, I know. by the way, my- Michael Malone is my other guy who's a value pick for Coach of the Year because yeah. they're going to end up being really good, especially in the regular season, and mm-hmm. win a ton of games if they like, can
1: crack like the 2 seed or something I was going like, to say like yeah. it
0: wouldn't be shocking to me if they win the if they if they win the the reg, the west in the regular season. I could see the Lakers not having a great regular season record cuz mm-hmm. I think last year the Lakers were on this mission and LeBron played every single game. Yeah. Now they know what they are, so to speak, so they just got to get to the playoffs yep. and be healthy. So I but I could definitely see Denver, especially with their depth in a year like this. I could see them having the best record in the West, and Michael Malone winning Coach of the Year. That was one of the ones Absolutely. for Coach of the Year that I didn't mention. He's mm-hmm. a he's a value pick. Him or Spo? If it's not Spo for me, it's 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 Michael Malone. Um, all right, last pick, MVP, the favorite on Bovada. Even though I don't have the odds up right now, the the favorite on Bovada was is Luca. I think he's the favorite everywhere. Yeah. Um, but it's an easy pick. Easy, I mean, it's an easy, obvious pick to make. His numbers are going to be insane. I think you're going Kevin Durant. I'm thinking about it. Is that the obvious one? What do you mean, obvious? Oh, I, I said, said Luca is the obvious pick.
1: Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were teeing up your pick for no, no, no,
0: no. I, oh, I, my, my, this is another one where my head is still not totally there. Okay, Kevin Durant's a value pick. I don't remember what his odds are, but. I think
1: he's in the top five or six for odds. I think mine's my actual pick is going to surprise you. I'm going with LeBron. No, I'm I'm going LeBron. It's just about time. Like we know his numbers are going to be insane. If they can win the West and be the number one seed in the West, which obviously not a guarantee. If they can do that, I just think voters are going to be like, he's. We've denied him a possible MVP for like six, seven, eight years now, and it'll swing his way.
0: I don't. I don't disagree. Um, but when the top two players in the NBA play on the same team, it's hard for one of them to win MVP. So, but I do agree that there is, there does sort of seem as much as we've had this LeBron fatigue for so long, and that's cor- sort of swayed voters away from voting for him. Mm-hmm. It does sort of seem towards the end of his career, with everything can... he's done. Now the narrative of, okay, he just signed this four-year deal, he's getting towards the end, he, he already sees the writing on the wall, there's going to be like this uh, this switch in the group think of, okay, now he deserves it.
1: I think it's totally possible. And, and I wonder if and, he would become oldest MVP. I'm not sure.
0: And, by the way, I think there's also this overwhelming thought process by voters, by fans, by everybody that regular season MVP has become so like such a watered down definitely award. And people now look at, look at the guy who just won back to back MVP keeps getting knocked out early in the playoffs. Meanwhile, the guy who is the best player in the NBA, whose numbers are just a little bit less, but goes to the finals every year, doesn't get it. So I think even though it's still a regular season award, that could factor into whether people did. Now, the thing that I think could hurt LeBron in this conversation is how many games he's going to play in the regular season. Will he play? He's not going to play every game. Like last year he went into the year saying I'm going to play every game. Yeah, I think he'll try. I I do. He says he's going to play. He says he doesn't do the load management thing. I don't know that I necessarily buy that this year. I think he will sit more games than he has in the past. Yeah, And I just think they're going to start off. They could start off a little slow too, even though they're just, fucking, they're just so loaded. Mm-hmm. Um, i
1: mean he's sh- and he's smart too i mean he just got his fourth ring he is sniffing michael jordan's six rings you know if he can get one this year if he can you know what i mean if he can get to five this year and then he's got a couple more years to tie jordan like he needs to be i mean obviously lebron's going to be smart about everything he does but he should take some rest and make sure he's 100 210 to quote james harden's mom for uh oh yeah 210 210 for the playoffs yeah, I'm I'm going to pick Luca. Okay. I just seemed like you kind of like my LeBron pick for a
0: minute there though. I do, I love it. I think he should probably win it every year. That I've but look, here's again. This is a whole other conversation for a dip, for another probably next off-season or out, for an off-season show. The name of the award makes no sense. It should right. be most... out. Oh, we got out- into that, yeah. The, the name of the award should be Most Outstanding Player, not mm-hmm. Most Valuable Player, because if it's really the most valuable player, it's LeBron James every year, and it's not particularly ever been close, other than maybe, like, the Warriors run. You can maybe argue that Steph mm-hmm. was the most... or But even then, people would say, well, no, Draymond was the defense. Oh, no, Kevin... Dur-. So every year, whatever team LeBron's on, that makes him the most valuable player in the NBA. For Most Outstanding Player... Um, it, it just, you know, whatever. But um, Luca, I think the narrative has been written. You know, just like the past couple of years, the narrative was written early on with with Giannis. Um, if Luca aver- puts up the numbers that he put up last year, and they're good again, and they they crack that top four, he's just gonna get it. Like the media loves him. The yeah. media loves Luca. The media is the one who votes on it. So. Uh, unless LeBron does have like this crazy statistical year and the narrative shifts around him to oh uh, yeah he really is that guy, I just don't see how Luca doesn't get it if they're as good as they were. Right. Like if they if they make the leap that they're supposed to make, so I got to go with Luca. Okay. With should... and it's and it's tough because I also do think Kevin Durant the way he looks early on could very easily be that guy because they could easily finish with the the top seed in the East.
1: Definitely. We should definitely mention for any new listeners, we've basically ruled out Giannis. He's not going to win three in a row. So that's why his name didn't even come up during this discussion. Yeah, I,
0: yeah, no, I think he has no shot. Yeah. He would have to have an absurd year. He would have to be. But but he's having an absurd. His, how much more absurd can it be? Right. It, unless he suddenly, I mean, he airballed his first pull-up three he took in the preseason. So it doesn't look like he can shoot. If yeah. he could shoot, you know. Maybe there'd be some way of improving, but I just don't see how he could be much better than he's been statistically. Yeah, I don't see it either. And they've finished with the top seed in the East. They've finished with the top seed in the NBA every year, and they could finish with the top seed in the NBA again. I still don't think he'll get it. No, me neither. Um, all right, those are our picks. We'll revisit them maybe mid midpoint, maybe around All-Star okay. break when there's Good. no All-Star game.
1: Good. I think those were bold. Some of those were bold. We teased bold predictions. I think we had a couple bold ones in there
0: yeah for sure um all right let's let's get to what I'm most excited about with this show this is gonna be an every night thing um and i'm I will say this Alex I've noted on this show big fan of, the, of Pat McPhee's show mm-hmm. they have a gambling show called hammered hammered Don is how they pronounce it okay. it's spelled d h a n hammered Don they hammer picks it's a gambling podcast that they do like three days a week but basically the way they do their picks is and they're obviously a, it's a football show, so it's different because it's, there's not as many games. So what we're doing, what we're about to, it, what we're going to endeavor to do with picking games is a lot, I guess is is tougher for sure. But what they do is they just make picks, right? There's no like limit to how many they could make or what kind of picks they can make. They just got to make some picks, right? So every sh- every week, they make picks and then they keep track of it. So, we're going to do it every night, right? No matter what the slate is, no matter how many games, whatever the bets are you can bet we can bet game spread, money line, props, over/unders, whatever you want to bet. The the only rule for us is you have to pick two bets a night
1: at least, right? You can go over? Is that? Yeah, yeah
0: no minimum of over? two bets per okay. night. So like there's tonight's the Tuesday night slate's only two games. So if you only have two bets, then that's fine. If you have three, four, or five, you can do whatever you want. And then we're just gonna keep our records and just see where we're at. Love it. So do you want to do your bets first, and I'll do mine, or yeah?
1: Oh, you want to do three, like all mine?
0: Yeah, just give me your bets, and then I'll do mine.
1: Okay. Uh, I got three for you, and I'm going. the first And these four. are these
0: are also the Bovada. The odd, based yes, off of the Bovada, Bovada
1: for the for the odds here. Yep. First two are right down the middle. That I'm picking the spread for both games because I'm excited about it. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Brooklyn with the points. That's going to be a close game. There's no way. Talk
0: about this. What's the spread?
1: Seven and a half. Okay. Um, you know, I'm not saying Brooklyn's going to win the game, but it's going to be a it's going to be a great a, this Kevin Durant. You know. Just, wait,
0: but wait, wait. What? Brooklyn is minus seven and a half.
1: I thought Brooklyn was getting seven and a half. No, oh, I against
0: thought, oh. against Golden State. No, yeah, sorry, Brooklyn's re- minus seven and a
1: half. Ah, shit. Okay, then I'll go. I'll go.
0: I believe so. I'm gonna double check. Okay.
1: The uh, well, the rationale remains the same. It's going to be a close game. So whichever way it goes, I'm taking the team with the points in that game.
0: Um, hold on. Sorry, pulling it up real quick. Yeah, it's Brooklyn. You're right, you're Brooklyn's right. minus I minus mean, seven I mean,
1: and a half. I, totally misread that but the rationale remains the same close game i I agree yeah warriors with the seven and a half okay and then we're off to
0: a we're off to a hot start
1: (laughs) it's live i mean what do you think was going to happen when we went live on this thing i'm going to make some dumb mistakes i mean it is what it is second pick uh, the spread i'm going lakers minus two and a half we talked about the, with this when Ruben was on the show. The Lakers, they're is that the what Clippers. I have in the rundown? Uh yes. Okay. It has since
0: nope. I had oh. minus three and a half. Here we go. Uh it is now minus three. Lakers. Okay, minus three. Yep.
1: I'm still going this is the Lakers are gonna crush this team. The Lakers are the Clippers' big brother. That's <laughs> been established That's and yeah. they're gonna make that very clear tomorrow.
0: Okay. Um I we should also obviously clarify like we are making these picks almost 24 hours in advance. So a million things could change. So this is, but we're locking these in at these numbers at this time. So wherever you bet or wherever you get your odds, things can change. So whenever you listen to this, just, you know, keep that in mind. It's going to, but it's not going to change drastically unless someone gets benched or someone gets hurt. But these, um, see Calvin said real quick. Calvin said, can you recap your thoughts about Harden and if trade, which team would make sense? Yeah, Calvin, we'll hit that real quick after we do the bets. Just hang on for one second. I'm gonna do my bets here, and then we'll get to that. I have one um, more. I have my third one. Oh, Alex has his third bet. Uh, Go ahead. Prop
1: bet Kevin Durant at least 26 points is minus 114. That's an absolute dunk. He's having 30 points tomorrow. Um, Interesting. I'm very confident in that one.
0: Okay. Well, we're we're. I mean, we. I think our thought process on this is. Pretty close. Um, I got Lakers minus three. Is my first one. Okay. I don't. So here's the thing. I think Brooklyn could come out and absolutely dog walk the Warriors. There it is. But I also don't trust that they will. Uh, but I do think it's going to be a shootout, right? I think it's the first regular season game of a Steve Nash coached team with Kyrie Irving as your point. Kyrie Irving as your point guard. <laughs> And then you have the Warriors without Draymond Green starting a rookie center. And Andrew Wiggins, who is a sieve on defense. There's going to be a lot of points. So I'm taking the over at Love 231 that. and a half points, which is a lot of points, by the way. But I, I just feel like opening night, national television, not a lot of defense getting played out there. Coming off of a quick turnaround for, you know, actually not really a quick turnaround for most of the important players in this game. But even more so. that my only concern is late in the second half, will guys get tired? Will it get sloppy? Maybe. I don't know. But I think it's gonna be high scoring, so I'm going with the over. And then KD also. But I so KD points, rebounds, assists, 37. 37 That's was was <laughs> was minus 110. Wow. I bumped it to 39. And I got it at plus one fourteen.
1: That's a good bet. I so like thirty
0: nine points, rebounds, and assists for Kevin Durant mm-hmm. is my third pick.
1: I'm I'm going to do I yeah I'm going to do that as well. I'm going to ta- I mean these are that's not an official bet on my record. You can do it copying.
0: if you want to add that and make that your fourth bet. You can do that.
1: No, I'm keeping it at minus three. But I'm okay. just saying in real life I'm I'm going to actually pick <laughs> on that. <laughs> well, this is
0: real life. This is real yeah. life. All right. Cool. I'm excited about this. This you makes everything. Calvin, win. sorry. Yeah, I yeah, know. Come on. My I'm not bet. wrapping My up bet. the My show. My um, um, no, I'm excited about this. It makes it makes the games more exciting. I'm going to be an absolute degenerate by the end of this season. Um, all right. So I guess before we wrap the show, Calvin, he asked... Um, Thoughts about Harden and if traded, which team would make most sense? Uh, what team would make most sense? It's hard to say, right? Like,
1: Well, and the question is for Harden or for the Rockets or for, you know. I'm um, well, I for guess. Rockets.
0: I'm a, well, no, I think makes most sense. Like where does he fit, I'm guessing is what he's asking.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think he fits any. I, I think if you're just talking about like fitting him into a, a team, I think he kind of fits wherever you put him, right? Like. His skill set is such that he is such an incredible ball handler and scorer and shot creator that um, he kind of fits anywhere. Plus, he's a great shooter, so you could play him off the ball. A lot of what I've seen and have seen people talking about is that where, where people are fearful of him being able to fit is because of the way he plays, but also that he's been asked to play a certain way. And that he's an all NBA, former MVP, he's been in the league for a long time. If you put him in a system and say, we want you to play this way, that he can play other ways. And I think he's just so skilled offensively that it doesn't really matter where you put him. Um, I guess, like, of the teams that are being mentioned, which I guess would be Brooklyn, Miami, Philly, I think Philly would benefit the most from him because he is a substantial upgrade over Ben Simmons and fits, I think he would be a beautiful fit with Joel Embiid for the way Embiid plays. Like mm-hmm. part of the problem in Philly is that Ben Simmons and Embiid just are, have never been very good together. Um, and Harden addresses a lot of the issues that they have offensively in terms of shooting the ball and just fit with Embiid. So I'd probably go Philly with, as That's in right. terms of, yeah. You know, like, which team makes the most sense for Harden? Um, I guess if you're asking what team makes the most sense in terms of a trade package, I would go... If Boston actually was on the table, we discussed so this yesterday, I would say Jalen Brown would be the best pick. I don't know that that was a real rumor. I think maybe there was something going on there. If it's between Miami, Brooklyn, and Philly, that's a tough one, too, because Brooklyn's... Giving you a bunch of role players. Um I think Tyler Hero's got insane upside, so maybe it's probably Miami because I love Tyler Hero, but Ben Simmons has a chance, still young and has a chance to be really good too. So it's probably either Heat or Philly. I think all around Philly makes the most sense for both sides. Like that to make the most equal potential trade. So I guess I gotta go Philly. I just don't think it's gonna happen.
1: I, I couldn't yeah, I think I'm right with you and i'm just holding out hope i'm a calvin i'm a sixers fan i don't know if i'm a huge sixers fan and i it it just makes so much sense but maybe i'm just talking myself into that um talking myself into that it's going to happen but
0: well i also not. think you you look at it, if james harden is going to pose organizational issues for whatever team he gets traded to which i don't necessarily think he will but if there is like a fit concern then Philly is the best spot also because Philly's already a mess. So they can't – I don't think they could become more of a mess by getting a a 30-point-a-game former MVP who will be playing for Doc Rivers. By all accounts, players like playing for Doc. And you Um, got Daryl
1: Morey there, who we already know has made it work together
0: with him. Maybe. We don't know what the relationship is. Daryl Morey chose to leave, so keep that in mind. Houston too. But, you know, with the Nets thing – him, Kyrie, you know they they would be insanely talented, but will there be would there be issues there? Who knows? Miami, obviously, the biggest concern for all Heat fans and for anybody is culture. Was will he fit, fit the Heat culture? They were two games away from the finals. Do they so? Philly also makes a lot of sense just in terms of the it, it's already kind of a mess. So this could potentially be the fix that they need to fix some of that mess. So, yeah, I think all around, Calvin, to answer your question, Philly would make the most sense. I just don't – it just doesn't seem like it's there. But there seems like a lot of misinformation out there about around this whole thing. And it, it just does – I think I've said from the beginning, I could – I just feel like there's, a, there's this outside – it's like a 50-50 shot that it's one of these teams that's been mentioned and then it's just some random team that really has not been mentioned yet.
1: I saw one today at Denver. Like, I can't imagine James Harden once to Denver.
0: To Denver. D- Denver's been reported by, like, yeah. small, like, nobodies for a while.
1: Yeah. But, they. I mean, Jamal Murray, they'd probably struggle a little bit to make the money work, but Jamal I Murray is
0: – I wouldn't trade Jamal Murray for James Harden. Not at you. this point. Oh, wow. I just wouldn't. Not what we saw from Jamal Murray in the playoffs. I mean, listen –
1: Strong st- – yeah, I mean – Listen,
0: Jamal Murray is not James Harden career-wise, but Jamal Murray had one of the greatest scoring playoffs in the history of the NBA and went to the West Western Conference Finals. Like, for everything that James Harden is, James Harden has not done that in the playoffs. He has been pretty bad historically in the playoffs. Like, Jamal Murray ha- showed a level of – I, I mean, he I, I turned around on him too, like, in terms of what I thought about him do I think he's as good as Harden? Probably not, but I don't think at this point at his age what he showed in the playoffs last year. I don't think you could trade Jam- Jamal Murray for James Harden. I just don't think you can.
1: I did not think you were going to I mean just because of I didn't know you were going to go hard stop on Jamal Murray like not trading him.
0: Just Jamal Murray the,
1: just because of the discussion we've had with Tyler Hero, you know, just yeah, how d- it's, it's like, different though.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, no, different. I know it's different. Jamal Murray's on a different level right now than Hero. Hero could get to that level. But Jamal Murray's on a different level. What he did in the playoffs last year is—it's just—it's a different level of what we're talking about. Like, and maybe it was a one-off, and maybe it was because it was the bubble and all that stuff. Uh, all that stuff. Um, but Jamal Murray, I think, and you have to take into account that it wouldn't just be Jamal Murray. Mm-hmm. It would be Jamal Murray and other young pieces from that team that are valuable. And Jamal Murray's already so valuable that what they're doing there. And we just talked about how like that team could be the one seed in the West this year. They're they're that talented.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I, I probably wouldn't do it. I don't know that – that's one team where I don't know that he makes them that much more talented because the one thing that Harden does better than anybody, Jamal Murray showed that he has the potential to be right on that – not on that level necessarily, but he's right up there, like in terms of his ability to just go out and get you 40 in a night.
1: Or 50 if you need it. You know.
0: Exactly. So – all right, Calvin. Hey, Calvin. Happy holidays to you and happy holidays to everybody who um I guess is I don't know why I'm saying that. We're going to be back tomorrow. So, yeah. we're we're going to be here on Christmas. We'll be yeah, here no all week, but Calvin, holidays. Calvin, hopefully you'll join us the rest of the week. We'll be back on here tomorrow. Um and all throughout the holiday. I'm not I'm I'm not, I'm just going to be watching basketball on Christmas. So, we'll be with you, but we'll be back tomorrow night after the first two games. I'm pumped uh Lakers Clippers first game is brooklyn golden state and we'll be back we'll be up live after the laker game so we will uh see you guys tomorrow later